I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the High King of Heaven. God has ordained him to be the judge of the quick and the dead. And he shall soon show that he is the blessed and only potentate to the whole world. I would hope that our ambition and desire is to please the Lord in such a way and to such a degree that we would want to excel others in their worship of the Lord. Not for our praise, not for our honor, not for our glory, but for His. And so when I read Nehemiah chapter 8, which I asked you to read again last evening, there are some words and verses in there that I hope they provoke us to take our worship this morning very, very seriously and to be very passionate about the Word of God. Let me just read a couple of those verses. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people. For he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. And all the people answered, Amen, Amen, with lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. There are two verses describing the great zeal and passion that the Jews had in Nehemiah's day for the Word of God. And I hope that today we have that passion. There's a hundred points that can be made from Nehemiah chapter 8, and we've done it before, about the nature of that particular preaching service, because it was exceptional. There's no other service in the New Testament given with such detail as this preaching service of the Old Testament. But I hope that we're provoked to see how the people responded to having God's Word opened before them. A pulpit, according to the Bible, and the word pulpit is only found once in the Bible, and it's found in this 8th chapter of Nehemiah, is a platform on which the speaker stands. It's not a podium on which he holds his notes. A pulpit is something to get the speaker up high enough so that the Israelites could see that he was opening the book of God. And when he opened the book, all the people put their faces on the ground and lifted up their hands back and forth and blessed the Lord and said, Amen, Amen. because the Word of God was to be expounded to them, which is what we're going to consider today with a variety of men reading and exhorting and some preaching today about the Word of God and what it has to say to us. Psalm 119 and verse 113 says this, and I agree with it with all my heart. I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. The world is full of vain thoughts. That's the only kind of thoughts they have. Because even if they say two plus two equals four, but they do not give God the glory for mathematics, it is a vain thought. It's worthless. The things we call neutral and innocent, because they are not faith-based, are vain. And they'll be shown to be vain. Intellect or intelligence without faith is vain. The things our children learn in school that are not based in faith and that are not for the glory of God are vain. 
Because everything should be turned to the glory of God. Everything we learn should be directed toward heaven in the praise and glory of God. I hate vain thoughts. I hate them when they come from politicians. That does not mean I despise the dignitary, but I certainly despise the thoughts of the dignitary. It, I hate vain thoughts when they come from businessmen. I hate vain thoughts when they come from athletes. I hate vain thoughts when they come from philosophers or anyone else. I hate vain thoughts when they come from preachers. But thy law do I love. What a wonderful verse. We're told today that hate is a bad thing. But if you're hating a bad thing, then hate's a good thing. Hate's only a bad thing when you're hating a good thing. And guess who defines what is good and bad? The God of heaven who said, I hate vain thoughts. And so today, of the making of many books, there is no end. And I hate all the vain thoughts they contain. And much study is a weariness of the flesh. And that's not talking about studying the Word of God, though it can be tiring as well. May the Lord bless us this day to hate vain thoughts and to love His law. Let us pray and let us bless the Lord, the great God. Our Holy Father in heaven, hallowed be thy glorious name. There is no God in heaven or in earth beside thee. Thou art the thrice holy being of eternity. No flesh can stand before thee without being condemned by thy holy gaze. We hear the words of our brother Isaiah, that he felt condemned and knew he was condemned. And woe was unto him for his unclean lips and the unclean lips of his people. And Heavenly Father, we do confess that our lips are unclean. We say things we shouldn't. And sometimes vain thoughts come from our own mouths. And we hate them there as much as anywhere. But Thy law do we love. Our Father in heaven, Thou hast been our help in ages past with our fathers in the faith. Thou hast preserved them from one generation to another. You have led them through fiery trials and through deep waters. But Thou art ever faithful. It is Thy long-suffering and patience that has preserved Thy people. And though they sinned against Thee, and You were forced to chasten them, You were quick to recover them, to receive them when they repented and turned unto Thee. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for our nation in which we live. And we are thankful for the privileges it gives the Gospel. And for the peace it affords Your people. We are not thankful for much more. We do appreciate the luxuries and comfort that we have. We appreciate our system of justice to a point. But Heavenly Father, most of all, we are thankful that the Word of the Lord is preached from many pulpits across this country. And we pray that it will continue and be defended and protected by the God of Heaven. O Lord our God, without Your Spirit... Our efforts in the flesh are vain. And so we pray that by the power of the Holy Ghost, you will lift up our speeches, our reading, our praying, and all the hearing that will be done this day. Open our ears. Make soft our hearts. Quicken us with the pricks of your goads. And Heavenly Father, feed us. And fasten in our hearts the nails of your precious words. O Lord, forgive us our sins and have mercy upon us for the neglect 
that we have shown toward thee this past week, for the distraction and cares that so easily divert our attention and our affection from thee. And, O Lord, cause us now to set our affection on things above and to delight ourselves greatly in your commandments. We thank thee for the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you sent into this world to bring peace to your children, to make peace by the blood of his cross, and to sit forever at your right hand, a Lord and Savior, a shepherd and bishop of our souls. Be with your servants and saints, your churches and people, throughout the world, and bless them this day, O Lord, to the degree that they love thee, and in sincerity and honest hearts, Call upon Thee, bless them with Your presence as we pray for ourselves. Heavenly Father, for those that are sick or not with us, keep them safe and bring them to us again. We thank You for this privilege. It is a blessed privilege, and we pray that You would unite our hearts to fear Thy glorious name. O Heavenly Father, hear us as we call upon Thee through the blood and righteousness and the glorious name of the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. Amen.